Welcome back to SU Buzz. For those of you who don't know, my name is Lauren and I'm an aspiring radio announcer getting skills in the Bachelor of Digital Media and Communications course. Today I'm joined with Jamie Kubat and this is someone who can spot talent when she sees it, I must say. Jamie um, changed career during an ongoing COVID pandemic that we're currently in after the performing arts industry took a bit of a hit. Um, she's now studying Bachelor of Speech Pathology at our Gold Coast campus. Jamie is a passionate vocal coach and has even worked on some of my favorite shows, X Factor and So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, like all mums at uni, 2020 and 2021 has been one of the hardest times juggling studies and home life, especially when they are kind of merged at the moment. First of all, I would like to take this moment to acknowledge the traditional custodians and owners of the land on which we meet upon today, the Yugambe and the Kombamere people. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. Jamie, thank- sorry. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Lauren. So you have quite the background in performing arts. Tell us a little bit more about that and like where did that passion come from? Ah, okay. So I started singing and dancing as a child. Um, when I got to year 10, I thought, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Um, I ended up enrolling in a full-time performing arts course. My first job straight out of study was, as you mentioned before, on um, So You Think You Can Dance. So they did an open call for dancers to do um, backup dancing for Kelly Rowland. So that was my first gig on TV. Um that would have been so cool, especially when news coming out of school. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was very green and very fresh, um, and it was really exciting. And I ended up moving to Sydney and then got another job on X Factor doing the same. I started off doing backing dancing. So that's when the contestants are at the front and then they have, like, dancers around them. The one thing that confronted me within that industry though was as soon as the show finished nothing (laughs) absolutely nothing like we our contracts end and I was working in a coffee shop (laughs) so one of the head vocal coaches for Australian Idol owns um, a recording studio and she needed an assistant so I jumped in with her and then I ended up teaching singing within her recording studio And I was like, this is awesome. I prefer helping other people learn how to get the best out of their voice. I kind of didn't realize how much joy you could get from helping other people to achieve their goals. I didn't realize that being on the sideline would be just as satisfying for me. It might not be for other people, but for me it was. I was like, I did that. I helped them. Like, that's really cool. And how would you just say that your experience in the performing arts and and like leading into vocal teaching has transpired into a passion for speech pathology yeah so that was that was an interesting jump for me it seems straightforward and when you mention it to speech pathologists that you're a singing teacher they go yeah that's hand in hand because you can specialize in voice and a lot of articulation within speech Um, we go over that within singing lessons and there is that connection, but for me, there wasn't 
that natural connection because I didn't even know what a speech pathologist did. So <laughs> um, I stumbled across speech pathology completely by chance. Um, I really, really enjoy learning. I found that within COVID, my job got limited to teaching online, which went from every single afternoon to one afternoon a week, which was really hard. So I had all this extra free time and I went, how do I help my students in singing understand the like anatomical um, way that you're singing? Like what is actually happening inside your body? Like I was brought up diaphragmatic breathing was a big thing. Diaphragmatic breathing, diaphragmatic breathing, use your diaphragm, use your diaphragm. And the first book that came up was like, um, your diaphragm is part of the autonomic system. So it happens automatically. You don't have knowledgeable control over that. And I was like, what? What? Everything everything you've been told is a lie. I know. I was like, I was fooled for so many years. I went to like, at one stage, I'd seen five different singing teachers. I I studied musical theater and singing for my advanced diploma. Like I, I did all this learning and a lot of it was based on old school methodology, I guess. It wasn't based on new learnt science as in in the last 20 years. It was a domino effect and I kept on learning and I went, I actually don't think I'm satisfied with my own study. I want to learn from someone who actually knows, like I want to go to uni. I want to actually be able to say, yep, I know that this is correct because I've been taught it properly. So I went on to the Southern Cross University page and I just was like, what includes voice? and science. I was just voice and science, voice and science. And I was reading through (laughs) and I was like, speech pathology. I thought they only taught kids how to speak. What? (laughs) There's so much. I I did my first subject of like an actual speech subject um, last semester. And that was intro to speech. And within the first few lessons, my mind was blown. I was like, what? (laughs) What was your like, do you remember your first year? Like, what was it like starting, going from a career um, that was, you know, a little bit different and then coming into something like speech pathology? Were you scared? Like, how did you feel? My first day on campus, oh, like, <laughs> I was so nervous. I think I got there, I'm not even over-exaggerating, an hour before my class was supposed to start. Once I got there, I'm like, you are a fool. Um, but... <laughs> I got there and I was like, oh, there's only three buildings. Like, I thought it was going to be so much bigger. Like, um, no, okay. everything is in a high rise. Yeah. Like, other than low ground. Yeah, it's so good. I love, like, you, you yeah. can go right up to the top and see, like, the entire ocean and the Gold Coast. It's beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, the view is amazing. The campus is amazing. I was shocked that a university has such beautiful views. Like we were even watching the planes take off as we're learning physiology. <laughs> it's so good. What was your favourite part of the degree so far? Like, cause you've probably only done a few subjects, but how, how's it been? It has been so difficult, but so rewarding. Um, I think my favourite part would have to be placement. Um, 
because I was lucky enough to um, have my first placement. So it's just an observational. Um, you get to follow um, a speech pathologist around in the, for like, it's only two days, but it's so interesting. I got given um, the Children's Hospital in Brisbane um, and it just blew my mind. That's where I was like, yep, this is me. This is, I'll work my butt off to get here. Like I, if I can somehow get a job similar to what I'm watching right now, I will be in heaven. It was just next level amazing. What happened during your placement? Did they take you, like you basically just followed them and did what they did or observed the children's hospital has like the best of the best it's um you're working like you're watching people work um and they're elite so I got to watch some therapy with um watching the the speech pathologist demonstrate some assessments and some therapy with children with cleft palates and that have been reconstructed. So they've already had their surgery. Um, And then I also got to just watch a few um, assessments to do with hearing. Um, I think because of my connection with voice and I pride myself in noticing details with when it comes to hearing. So I was Mm -hmm. like, that would be really cool if I could kind of use that hopefully an asset in that area that would be really cool after that day I was just like wow you really do make an impact you have kids of your own yes um and like we all have responsibilities right but like for me I'm not responsible for two two little kids so (laughs) me doing my studies at home I'm just like yep cool done whatever how did you go with juggling like your mum life and studying for your career? Like how has it been so far? I'm not going to undersell it. I, it is hard. Like it really is hard. Um, I think one of the major things is when you have children, yeah, you have responsibility, but you also have a lot more motivation sometimes because you're doing it for more than just you. And I'm not saying I have more motivation than people that don't have kids, but it kind of is like that extra push sometimes. So um, for me, I want to do this career for myself, but I know the benefits it's going to bring to my family if I'm able to have a have a career that supports them. So um, I don't know, the the like the placement, I actually took my mom and my kids and we stayed in Brisbane all together. So they were actually there being looked after by my mom at the same time as me working, well, doing my observation at the hospital. (laughs) That was like our little mini holiday slash their holiday and my observation. For everyday uni life, there's a thousand things that can help and hinder. I make sure I schedule time in. So I turn up to every single class. Um, If I don't turn up to a class, it's I'm deathly ill or my kids are needed in hospital. Like I'm there at every class. I'm not missing a class full stop. Um, And I think that's really beneficial because even if you don't get all the readings done, turning up to class gives you so much like the tutor's there to answer questions in person they can go over what you've learned in the lecture in more layman terms um so you understand it a little bit easier um i think with the kids it's having a support system at home as well so i work as well as study as well as kids but my husband looks after my kids at night when I work and um, having 
my parents and my husband's parents to look after the kids on weekends if I need to do a full weekend of prep. What kind of like support are you offered through Southern Cross Uni? Like have you like instances where you've had to reach out and be like, hey, look, I need some support here like from the university themselves? Yes, definitely. Um, So a few weeks back we had that random out of nowhere lockdown that went for a week or so and during that week I had a listening test online (laughs) which was hard Um, so we had a listening test and exam um, and I also had two assignments due I managed to get one assignment due and then um, I handed in, sorry, and then I did the exam and it got to the last one and I was so stressed out about it. And I was like, you know what, there has to be something I can do about it. And I went on and applied for special consideration for an extension and I didn't even have to wait. It was an automatic, um, it was three days that I wanted just so I had that extra time. But three days was more than enough to alleviate that stress so things weren't due at the same time. Another thing that is like a great support is because we've been online, um, our tutors, I can't like, it actually makes me somewhat emotional talking about it, but our tutors have been so supportive. Like I've had times where both kids were home with some infectious school sores or something and I was like I can't miss a class I have to be a class and um I just sent the the tutor a message and she was like just have them in the background have them on your lap I don't care I trust that like you need this and we're meant to help each other out in the situation and um yeah both of my tutors that I've had online classes with have been so understanding and it's funny because I have other mum friends within my course and um, it's almost like we're taking turns seeing each other's houses and kids because, like, <laughs> they're in the background, they're asking questions, they're um, sitting on laps. Um, at one stage, I had I was doing notes, and I had my five year old next to me copying the IPA um, alphabet, so like it's symbols for um, sounds, and she's copying the symbols next to me during my class. So, um, so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a memory because it's kind of like you're teaching your kids that you have to work hard, but you're also teaching them that they're a priority as well, that that you're not going to like lock them away, that they're okay to be involved in it. So um, one thing that I do love about something cross uni is that it's very collaborative because when you get out into the real world, you are working with other people. You know, yeah, so many different definitely. Well, literally that's what we got taught within our first subjects. They're like multidisciplinary, um, interdisciplinary. It's all working with people. It's, it's making sure that you're professional enough to get the best for the client that's coming to yeah. you and you're working with those professionals to learn from them and, and learn with them. So Yeah, it's yeah. just preparing you for the real real career that you're going to walk out to at the end of the end of the year and like there's nothing worse than going and you know studying and preparing everything and then going this is not really what I expected yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love how like women and mums especially are not sticking to the status quo of gender roles and stereotypes and going and constantly upskilling themselves and I'm sure there's so many 
like women out there who are probably in the same boat as you thinking, what can I change in my career? What can I upskill myself in? But they're scared. Is there any kind of advice that you would give them? I was scared too. Um, I didn't know how I would juggle it. I think for me, it's what if I waited those four years wishing to do it? when I could have done it and already be in the career by the time I decide that I'm ready. Um, I kind of, I said to myself, it's now or never. I kind of feel like so many times we say, what if, or if I could only do this, then I'll be able to do that. Or once the kids are both in school, I'll be able to manage that better. Or life doesn't slow down for you. You'll constantly be dealt with um, obstacles that you have to uh, get over or avoid. And I think that if it's something that in your heart you want to do and it's for you, do it. Just it's going to happen. You can university is amazing in this in the way that you can structure it to take on more when you want to and less uh, when you can't handle it. I I honestly think that if you want it, you can do it. And making sure that you realize that it is hard work. Like when it comes up to exam time and assignment time, I'm staying up every night till ten o'clock, and then I'm waking up again at like five in the morning, um, purely because my kids wake up at that time in the morning and I don't get to work when they're around me because they're three and five and they don't stop no. <laughs> so it's it will be a juggle but the what if is harder on on me I think well it sounds like you are enjoying it I've heard that you're um doing like very well like Charlie was like oh my gosh she's <laughs> doing amazing I don't know how she does it I pride myself in doing the best that I can at that time. So if for me that means um, that instead of going out, I'll stay studying, that's just what I feel comfortable doing. Um, and, yeah, I I haven't gotten below a distinction yet. So um, that's, I you. Gosh. that's a fantasy land. That's, that's first-year fantasy land. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be times where I'll be like just – just scraping through as, as it gets harder, but it's the amount of effort you do, you put in and asking questions. Um, I was initially so embarrassed to ask questions and I think that questions are the best thing now because you may be frightened to ask the question and there also might be like 15 other people in your class that are also frightened. So just ask it. When I was starting out, I was like, come on, someone, someone answer the question that I want answered. Like someone, <laughs> someone asked the question that I want answered and I wouldn't do it. And now I just don't care. Yeah. I was like, I need to know. So I'll just do yeah. it. And then, and I'm sure there's people going, oh, thank God Lauren asked that question. Cause I definitely, yeah. So definitely funny. and I had people come up to me afterwards. They were like, thank you so much for asking that question. I'm like, you know what? If you desperately need a question answered, don't be afraid because the tutors are there to help you. Like tutorials are meant for collaborate learning and asking questions and, and involving yourself in the information. Well, it sounds like you're enjoying your, um, your degree. Thank you so much for talking with me today. It's been so lovely to have you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I'm, I can't wait to um, hear how the rest of your radio career goes now. I'll have to listen oh, out. Maybe. And <laughs> maybe sometime we'll be able to see each other on campus soon. 
Yes. <laughs> if this story resonated with you or you wanted a career change just like Jamie, you can always learn more about studying for your future by jumping on our website, www.seu.edu.au. Thank you.